Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Mighty Mommy here, and I'm ready to share some quick and dirty parenting tips with you that will help make your life as a parent a little bit easier and a lot more fun. I'm your host, Cheryl Butler. I recently received an email from a listener who had a bone to pick with Mighty Mommy, more specifically, a gender bone. So, in today's episode, I'd like to address an issue that has sparked some controversy, gender-biased parenting. This is the email I received from Thor A., who takes Mighty Mommy to task on her gender-biased parenting. Dear Mighty Mommy, I'm a stay-at-home first-time dad to twin girls. Before they were born, I downloaded all of the Mighty Mommy podcasts in the hopes of getting some good advice about parenting. My wife and I consider ourselves proactive parents rather than the reactive parents that raised us. The advice that I've heard from your podcast has been mostly fine. Some of it I agree with, some I don't, and some just doesn't apply. However, I've had a curious animosity towards this podcast for quite some time, and it finally hit me today why that was. In your episodes, Six Ways to Create Family Traditions and How to Be a Better Father, you talked about one particular tradition. For fathers to take their daughters on a date, or, if you have a son, go on a bike ride or other outdoor activity. It's this kind of gender bias that I've come to realize is exactly what I don't want my daughters exposed to. I want them to know that their identity is not wrapped up in their gender. They can play with boy toys or girl toys, and they can rock climb or do ballet. It's up to them. Your subtle gender bias while commonplace in the 1950s, is really anachronistic in 2014. Additionally, whenever you refer to the caretending parent as the mommy, it gets under my skin since I'm the primary caretaker for my daughters while my wife works. I'd make a fair bet that of the fathers who listen to your podcast, I'm not alone in feeling the alienation. Best wishes, Thor A. First of all, I'd like to thank Thor for taking the time to write and express his viewpoint. After reading his letter and then listening to the episode of How to Be a Better Father, I could see where he was coming from. So I'd like to address his concerns now. My first tip in this episode stressed the importance of one-on-one time between a father and child due to the crazy pace families live these days. Therefore, establishing just one new habit in your family's routine could be life-changing for everyone. This new tradition could be anything like taking over the bath and bedtime routine, playing video games, drawing, mealtime, anything really. Next, I suggested making regular dates with your daughter for lunch every other Saturday 
or if it's a father-son relationship, engaging your boy in an activity such as a building project or biking to the park every Sunday morning. The point was that whatever you decide your one-on-one time would be, you consider doing it somewhere other than at home. The change in setting can help you and your child relax and open up more. Once this new habit of spending time together is established, you and your child will have something to look forward to on a regular basis. My suggestions of scheduling regular dates with your daughter or outdoor activities with your son, while perhaps somewhat gender-biased, were simply examples of activities that would allow one-on-one time between dad and child. They were certainly not meant to be prescriptive based on gender. It's important to recognize that the traditional parenting paradigm very often doesn't apply for today's families. Nowadays, we see a lot more of what used to be called alternative families, consisting of same-sex couples, single parents of both genders, foster parents, and grandparents and or siblings raising kids. If you're looking to steer clear of all things blue or pink, here are four ways to encourage gender neutrality in your kids. Tip number one, make your home gender neutral. Parents who want to raise kids with a more flexible outlook on gender roles have to adopt an androgynous attitude at home. They shouldn't panic if their son prefers to play with dolls or their daughters decide they want to cut their hair short and ride their dirt bikes. Parents need to give both sons and daughters the chance to live their lives free from the fetters of gender norms. As the mother of five boys and three girls, I'll gladly go on the record as saying that I believe that parents should be allowed to raise their kids based on their own feelings and lifestyle choices that reflect their identity rather than something tied to their anatomy. I have one daughter who is a girly girl, while the other two would much prefer roughing it in the great outdoors and wouldn't wear a skirt unless their lives truly depended on it. And though three of my sons feed their passion on a dirty baseball diamond or football field, the two others love good fashion and baking three-layer cakes from scratch. They've been equally exposed to trucks, dolls, arts and crafts, flowers, building blocks, cooking, and playing nurse and doctor over the years. At the end of the day, if you raise your kids to be kind, trustworthy human beings with a healthy respect for others, their preference for wearing pink, blue, or aquamarine with orange stripes is pretty much irrelevant. Tip number two, offer a large selection of non-gender toys. Our first child was a girl and the second child a boy. Yes, we offered them some typical toys that were gender-based, such as baby dolls and construction trucks, respectively. But we also had a wide assortment of gender-neutral toys, such as a puppet theater, a play kitchen set with baking gear, farm and animals, Legos, building blocks, as well as tea party fare. And let the record show, my boys always loved the tea parties while my daughters were ambivalent. We also supplied them with plenty of books that didn't just focus on policemen and princesses. By having a selection of non-gender toys and activities readily available, you'll be sending a message early on that it's wonderful for little girls to build police stations with their blocks, while the boys fill a pretend classroom with Barbies and stuffed animals as they play school for the afternoon. And tip number three, don't teach stereotypes. 
If you really want to avoid gender bias in your home, avoid referring to your kids based on those common sayings or cliches that have been around forever. You know the ones I'm talking about. Little girls are made of sugar and spice and everything nice. And boys will be boys just because they get rambunctious after being pent up inside during a rainy day. The same goes for discouraging your boys from seeing a movie filled with Prince Charmings and Fairy Princesses or girls from heading to the latest superhero film. If you want to instill gender neutrality early on, be an equal opportunity role model and don't succumb to stereotypes. And tip number four, expose your child to a variety of settings. Although teaching your child to grow and learn through gender-neutral scenarios at home is a great place to start, exposing them to real-life situations is equally valuable and allows them to see firsthand the benefits of not being tied down to careers and hobbies based solely on gender. For example, if you're visiting a sick grandparent in the hospital and have the opportunity to interact with a male nurse, this is a wonderful chance to explain that men and women can choose their careers based on their interests, not what society used to think was an appropriate career choice. The same goes for hobbies. Look at all the men who now dominate the fashion industry. If your son gravitates towards patterns and creating things from fabric, take him to a fashion show and introduce him to fashion labels that are geniuses of both male and female designers. And if your child has a fellow student who has chosen to play on a team or join a group that is predominantly the opposite sex, use this as a conversation starter between you and your children to demonstrate how exciting it is that we now have these varied opportunities today. How do you feel about raising a gender-neutral child? Share your thoughts in the comments section at quickanddirtytips.com slash mightymommy or post your ideas on the Mighty Mommy Facebook page. You can also connect with me on Twitter at Mighty Mommy or email me at mommy at quickanddirtytips.com and visit my family-friendly boards at pinterest.com slash QDT, where I continually update my selections. Thanks again to Thor for candidly sharing his view about the Mighty Mommy podcast needing a gender-neutral tune-up. I appreciate it. We all want what's best for our kids and certainly... Being open-minded is a large part of the equation. So, until next time, everyone, happy parenting. <laughs>